Yo, Hulkamaniacs, it's Thanksgiving night, and this is the happiest time of year for all the maniacs, brother. You know, me and all my little hulksters, we got a lot of things to be thankful for. Number one, we're thankful for being happy and very healthy. We're thankful for having time to share with our loved ones. We're also thankful that Hulkamania is still the strongest force in the universe. And after the turkey's done, after the blessings are all done, I can tell you what the hulksters mostly happy about. It's Survivor Series time, and I'm thankful for my team of Hulkamaniacs. <laughs> Ready to go. Uh, fuck me, this stupid Windows 8 shit 17. tile. That All was right. my Mosh and Thrasher impersonation. <laughs> Somebody's going to clean that up. Welcome to Cheap Podcast episode number 17. This is our one year anniversary, yay. Oh, hooray! Yes. Happy anniversary! Mm. Happy anniversary! Thank you. We are just off watching Survivor Series 2013. We survived it. Yes. Hey. Hey, uh, this guy. More like, what'll be the name of the episode? Borviver Series? <laughs> Snore. Snorviver. Oh, wow. <laughs> Snorviver Wearies. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so thanks for listening. Um, re- review on iTunes. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, Survivor Series 2013. Uh, it was a pay-per-view that we all watched together, and this is the first that we've watched literally from beginning to end, including yes. the pre-show. Yeah. So we got to see uh, the esteemed panel of experts talk about the pros and cons of the matches that were happening. <laughs> that, was, that was cool, Which right? I was surprised, because I, again, semi-outsider for all this still, is, but, but seeing, like, I thought Bret Hart hated the actual industry of wrestling at this point I and kind of like hung in the guy uh, he you still know, does like, that's haunted, how, like haunted the rafters or something <laughs> no <laughs> that's outdated he okay he kind of well he was at a wwe game event we were at like some years ago i remember seeing a man person he was i don't think so. i i saw him and yeah. chris, i saw chris hoffman interview him like he was wow. there and henry asked for an autograph and he put you in a star shooter and i was like this is better than any autograph <laughs> uh, permanent vertebrae damage <laughs> well i i did like that instead of just having regular wrestlers who had no match that night they had actual legend That's hall cool. of famers like that made yeah. it at least matter more well like, speaking of hall of famers let me Introduce the Hall of Fame oh, yeah. panel we have for this episode of Cheap Popcast. I am your host, Diva Dave Rudden. I think I did that before. Whatever. I am the Heartbreak Man, Henry Gilbert. Uh, the Matriculated Michael Grimm. Brett the Hitbort Elston. <laughs> Brian. As we are wont to do, let's let's go through the card. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, and we actually got to see the pre-show match for once, which was the Miz versus Co- Kofi Kingston. Uh, boo. Freshly heal Miz, but still didn't yeah. really work out. Was, uh, the whole thing was basically an extended plug for uh, bells, holiday bells, or what? Christmas is it? bounty. Christmas yes. bounty. Yes. Jesus Christ! <laughs> but yeah, An the... ABC Family uh, original movie. Really, man, they're really moving up in the line. I, Pretty I... soon they'll be on regular ABC. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> 
Yeah, I thought that match was just like it was a well. I wasn't even gonna say a Raw match, a SmackDown match. Like it was just whoa, lame whoa. and slow. Mm. It's, yeah, it seemed like it was running at half speed. It was just like. Yep. Uh-huh. I appreciate that they tried to do the whole like reversey pin thing at the beginning. Like, yeah, it was uh-huh. nothing but reverse schoolboys. Yeah, which was I mean, it was semi acrobatic, but it was like you guys are just not good enough to do that. Yeah, they like, needed to pick up this again. If they had sped it up five percent, it would have been more impressive. But the yeah. pinning series, I've seen, I've seen pinning series done by wrestlers like a million times. So if they're going to do it, they at least have to equal those guys. Yeah. And the but, whole time there's a counter at the bottom telling us before the start. Exactly. When Survivor like, Series starts, so you're like... Match cannot exceed this <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, the, the Miz won it, and then there was this weird like handshake bit at the end, and Kofi slapped him. So it was like, I thought, the, I thought Miz had turned heel, mm. but then Kofi's being an asshole and not shaking the hand of the guy. Well, and he's up. just not being a stupid face who's like, oh yeah, I trust you, you... Let's shake hands and then. Yeah, but Miz didn't up. do anything that like would make him think to be untrustworthy. He didn't even like grab tights to win the match. He was being a nice yeah, guy, relatively. So yeah. I feel like they're going to be like a tag team. That's like, do we have? Do we really <laughs> like each other? other? Yeah. Yeah. The temporary tag team named uh, Christmas Bells. Yeah, <laughs> and I appreciate even though this was on, this was not airing on television anywhere, that they still managed to find an ad break in the middle of a free uh, teaser match for your pay-per-view. Well, so we were watching it because we bought the pay-per-view, but if you're watching it on YouTube, it's supposed to be a commercial for the show. They have one of those interactive ads on the YouTube video that you click on. I love those. Yuck. (laughs) So anyway, it was a lame opener. Yeah. Uh, But then they, they moved on to one of the better matches of the night, which was the traditional... Survivor Series match. So that was the Shield and the Real Americans against uh, the team of the Rose Brothers and the Uso Brothers and Rey Mysterio. The comeback kid, Rey Mysterio, or yeah. not. Yeah. I didn't like that they started with a Survivor Series match. Like Especially since it was the only... Well, I guess there was another no, there was, technical... there were two, yeah. Well, no, see, in, in my mind, <laughs> traditionally... A Survivor Series match is four on four or five on five. So uh-huh. there was a seven on seven later, but this was a five on five. So it was the only mm. traditional one. I like in that. My it, mind. I like that it got to five on two, and then the the Shield guys, Roman Reigns and uh, Collins, yeah. that his name, Rollins, Rollins, yes, Reigns and Rollins like mounted a comeback, and then like the Roman Reigns got to be like so dominant, yeah. but but he needs another move other than a spear. Yep. Like, it's really so many spears. Yes. Like, he, he pinned a guy with a spear three times. Well, Wikipedia says that he had four eliminations, and they were all via spear. And wow. So four, Ra- wow. Yeah, Rollins got one via the American History X curb stomp. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, that was a that was a mean move. Though I like I like when Survivor Series matches can do that. Like uh-huh. when there's one person who survives it and wins in a dominating fashion, that it kind of like pushes them forward. Yeah. I think that's what they're going to do with Roman Reigns because he's the most physically imposing member of that group, and it, they were saying the, the during the pay per view like it's been a year, uh-huh. like so they're probably ready to break up. And he's still in a three way tie for Greasius, though. Yes. <laughs> well, maybe Reigns Reigns can go good. I think with him being so dominant, they can make him a good guy. But yeah. Dean Ambrose is like. I can't ever see him not being a bad guy. He's so like squirmy and like yeah. beady eyes. Yeah, beady eyes. Like, yeah. I wish, he, I wish he was in that match a little longer, just because I really yeah. he's very entertaining. It was the very first. Though when he got there. pinned, his reaction was like, "What? What yeah. the fuck?" And also, I loved the very start of the match. Cody's about to do a move to him, and then he makes a look at his face like, "No way, that's not happening." And then yeah. get, reverses it. That was cool. I like that. 
So that was a good match. Yeah, the Usos even got to do cool stuff. And yeah, the Usos were uh, notable in that match. Pull, most yeah. previous matches where they were non-entities. And then poor Rey Mysterio, his return match pinned the loser. Like, yeah, but he was the last, so there's something there. Yeah. I we like got that two six one nines, which yeah. is like twelve hundred and <laughs> nah. yeah, thirty eight, thirty eight. Yeah, all right. And Cesaro got to he got to swing two people in a row. He got yeah, to swing the cool. twins together. Yeah. Swinging the twins. That sounds like euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> I was swinging my twins last night. Yes. Uh, so moving on to the next match was Biggie Langston versus Curtis Axel. Yeah, it's uh, just kind of well. The funny boring. thing is, in the scheme of things, this is like the third best match of the night. Yes. Like, yeah, and that's that's accurate. And we were talking about how weird it is that the superimposing, intimidating, crazy dude is the good guy in that scenario, and then who's supposed to be the bad guy just looks like totally outmatched. He looked yeah. like a total jobber next to him, like because yeah. he, he, you could, you could really tell he had like no definition, and yeah. no, he was just kind of a big goof who was just getting manhandled by Big E the whole time. He did hit a perfect flex on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. I was so glad he did wow. a perfect flex. That was it. I think that's well, the only one that I recall of that. And everything else was just like. Here's yeah. Biggie's moves. Well, then I remember Biggie at the end saying, I'm in Boston, and I don't mean to <laughs> pander to the crowd in Boston, but me winning this is like the Boston the Red, Red Sox. Sox winning the World Series. And that was yeah. it. Like, I thought it was him joking, but then it was just like, yeah, that's it. No, that's his actual promo. It was an actual, yeah. I've been touting his humor to the rest <laughs> of you, and he, he doesn't really pull it off when he's talking in the microphone, but like when he's on Twitter, boom. Funny guy. The guy, he, he, the guy he has run his Twitter is really funny. Do that. <laughs> Daniel Bryan I'm, I'm doesn't tweet enough. I'm imagining Big E Langston holding a cell phone and like tapping out a tweet on it. It's like, <laughs> that doesn't work. Yeah. He needs a stylus. Yes, yeah. yeah. Your hand is too fat. <laughs> Special dialing one. He has some big titties. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I, I just want to say that every yeah. show. Uh, so yeah, but he's so, still the IC title. At least the IC title was defended on the show. And... The guy who had it won in a dominating fashion, which is like the Intercontinental Champion. Is like over the last year or so, has just been the guy who win on pay per views, but then he'll lose any other time because he'll probably be fighting like a, a main eventer, mm-hmm. and he'll lose in that case. But I don't think Biggie is really gonna do that. He seems yeah. too big. If he starts losing, to, like jobbing to Randy Orton, or yeah. Ugh, God, yeah. regular E. If he was regular E, then he yeah. could be uh, upper echelon. <laughs> Once they do enough wellness tests on him, he'll be down to regular. Mm-hmm. So the the Hennig guy, when did Mr. Perfect die? That's a good question. Early 2000s. Uh, let's, We're well, while figure... you look this up, I'm going to say it was 2004. Uh, no, 2005 and a drug overdose. Yeah. Uh, it was 2003. Oh. But how did he die? Let's find out. When Angley's Hulk was tearing up the charts. <laughs> It was February 2003, so All right. probably not. Okay, Daredevil came out that month. Okay. <laughs> uh, he was not brought to life. <laughs> uh, he found, in, found dead in a Florida hotel room. The examiner's office declared acute cocaine intoxication to be the cause of death. At least Whoops. he had a good time. And yeah. steroids and painkillers also contributed. Mm-hmm. So he was being uh, triple teamed. Damn. Uh, so then triple threat match yeah. <laughs> on his liver. <laughs> it's like a Survivor Series match where it's three on one. You just can't come back from those and odds. It's, uh, and it's in my bloodstream. <laughs> oh, poor uh, perfect. So then what, his son, was the son always around in wrestling at that time? Or did he like no. show up later? Well, he's probably like, what, like late 20s, early 30s. So uh, He just kind of came yeah, up. Yeah, it's probably like, like college wrestling at that point. He came back. Actually, he came up, I guess, what, 2009 was when he was McGillicuddy in the uh, Nexus? Yeah. 
He got tired of working at Jiffy Lube, and he's like, I'm just going to make a run at this wrestling <laughs> thing. Well, they, I well thought, my daddy's dead. I thought he was going to get a, uh, a real push when they repackaged him as Curse Axel, but it like, lasted three months, and now it's just over. Because he's kind of boring. Yeah, like, I want to like him because his dad was the best. Like, Yeah, but he had like the best manager in the WWE, and he still couldn't be like yeah. interesting outside of that. Well, he was, Then you're kind of screwed. Yeah. So whatever. Now he's back down to jobbing to everybody. But what was interesting was the Divas elimination Jesus match. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> Where everyone left but me and Brad. Yes. Yep. Seven on seven. So it was the cast of the show, Divas. Total Divas. Total Divas yeah. show versus all the Divas that aren't on the show, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it was two girls run out. The first one to do any move at all pins that person yep and like immediately i mean it's like you get kicked in the side of the head they fall over you're pinned you're out and it was just like i know you got to move this because there's 14 people in this match but this is just making it's it's just playing into the expectation that these matches are dumb and pointless and everyone should go get a beer yeah well they're all like so weak they can't kick out of one move well there was also like there was no until i got to the very end where it was uh what's her name well tamina is a monster her thing is to be the monster so and it's like until i got to the end was two people who can theoretically wrestle yeah it was just like hey this is playing into every stereotype they're gonna dance look pretty Mm -hmm. get beat up in one hit and run off and they'll squeal at each other (laughs) And they'll actually the worst of all is like there's no actual any wrestling happening. No. They just like lean over on each other. There were a couple of fun comedy spots with the dancing. Summer Rae dance had a dance off against uh, Nikki Bella, but that dance off was like she did one thing, then she did a twerk thing, or I don't remember what she did. No, back. she did the worm. She did the worm. That's what it was. Yeah, we was did the, miss the twerking. The twerking was the other from day. the last match. I yeah, apologize. Sure. I'm we sorry. The twerking. Yes, I we missed that. a mustachioed, uh, slightly overweight man. Yeah, twerking uh, and well, immediately throw out his back for his age. Too. Yeah. Well, and then Cody twerked. Then back Cody at him. twerked, and he twerked well. I would <laughs> say. Yeah. Uh, but it was just, it was just sad because. I mean, it's like you can't even have a good wrestling match, and then well, look, they have a shitty. They have. They have a lot of divas and not enough time for any of them, and yeah. so yeah. I at least but like. See, I, they... I almost don't buy that anymore because we've watched these pay per views. Like this is we've watched one every month this year, mm-hmm. and it's like I see the same like eight people every pay per view. You can't pick like two or three of these divas to actually have like. If they had two yeah. diva matches, people would go to sleep. Like, they well, I know, but like just have one diva match per pay per view that's actually good. Like, yeah. pick, I mean, pick uh, pick two people in there to actually focus on. And have an actual yeah. like, thing. AJ's doing her best. She's the best Divas the, champion. I mean, yeah, had in a she's long the best time. of them. But it's still like because again, I, I don't watch TNA that much. But the little I've watched, they were actually wrestling. Their knockouts are much are better wrestlers. True. They just are yeah. like they care. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was what we all expected yeah. it would be. <laughs> it made me yeah. want to watch Total Divas on E, the second season starting soon. Right after you're done watching Christmas Bells on ABC <laughs> Family, Christmas Bounty. <laughs> Whatever. Christmas. <laughs> Why did you bother to commit this to memory? <laughs> well, it was odd. I'm surprised you got it wasn't burned into your brain as many times they showed it. So yeah, I read it. Christmas, and then <laughs> as, I, as my eyes yeah. went down to the next line, I'm like, Ugh, I'm still here. <laughs> oh, we have got to get those action figures too. Oh uh, yeah, the power, power slam, slam? <laughs> power snaps. So who was power? Yeah, who was the dude in that bit that showed up? So it was. Oh, that was funny. It was. It was really jumping ahead of time, guys. Uh, but I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> well, it was our truth and uh, San Antonio, San Antonio, and then playing with children's toys. And uh, they yeah. say something flagrantly like, selling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this <laughs> thing is a lot of fun. And well, that's no. Did bull. you say fun? <laughs> oh right, that's no bull. That's a bull. You say bull. 
And then Matador shows. And they're like, let's dance. And then. Did you say dance? Fandango. Fandango. And then they say power. And then it gives out John Bradshaw Layfield. No, no, uh, John Laurinaitis. John Laurinaitis. And who says he sucks? He was a shitty, um, like. Guy I'm in power. He, he was like oh. he is what the Triple H and Stephanie are now, where they're like uh, he was the power holder. Uh, person. He would use the term "people power." He's like, the people love me. People power. God, that's weird. His what? voice is awful. He's pretty much like Dave Osborne on uh, Yeah, Career Enthusiasm. Exactly. Yeah. What's that character's name? I don't know. <laughs> what era is that dude from? Like modern or a few, uh, few no, years ago? He, well, actually, he's always kind of just sucked. Like he's yeah. he's, he's a fake, shitty career sucker. He's famous sucker. as the brother of Animal, the of of Road Warriors. Road Warriors. Yeah, he's Road Warrior Animal's brother. He's okay. pretty much all like he was a jobber, and then he just got a behind the scenes job. So, son of the guy who played Huggy Bear. <laughs> well, and he only got on TV because. CM Punk, in his famous promo, right. made fun of him and called him a shit-eating yes-man. Wow. And then, so they decided, hey, he's making fun of Layfield on TV. Let's make Layfield his enemy on TV. And it oh, was yeah. so shitty. But he, we, did, he did invent the Ace Crusher. That was his move. and it, That's it was, not a bad move. Yeah, that was the RK, that's what the RKO is now. It's basically okay. evolved into that. Wow, he's so many people yeah. with uh, have, have co-opted that move. Mm-hmm. So after the Divas match was an unannounced Ooh. fight oh. between... Uh, uh. So Ryback came out and called out the entire locker room. And I think literally the worst person that could have come out, <laughs> in terms of pacing, yeah. at least. But Mark Henry looks cool. And if he was fighting someone perhaps faster, yes. it could have been a better match. But, like, yeah, that combination was just awful uh, Mark, I think, yeah. so I think it was you that made the comment that Mark Henry was not a good wrestler 10-15 years yeah. ago in and 1998 he was a pretty crappy wrestler yeah. and <laughs> now he's much older and not good at his all his body is ruined like, like, but he shaved his head at least he did shave yeah. his head cool. he, he does seem to be exhausted mere <laughs> minutes into the match <laughs> I know well he blew most of his spots like he was supposed yes. to do that like cross body and totally whiffed it and then his he gave one of the worst world strongest slams he's ever given just to win the match and then poor Ryback but it, I th- don't think that was even the biggest indignity Ryback's had recently like on Raw he jobbed to Big Show and he yeah. did the he did this he did this shock the system shock oh, yeah, shell to shock. shell shock to Big Show and Big Show kicked out and then he got to pin him in one move like yeah. that that's pretty mean to do to Ryback Goldberg. There's rumors him and Goldberg are going to wrestle at WrestleMania. But, wow! Why do I? Why do I actually want to? I hate. I hate that I got excited. <laughs> why would he come back? It seemed like he just was easy like, payday. They'd yeah. be like, "Hey, show up here's five hundred thousand dollars." Okay, no. like where is Goldberg making money nowadays? I don't. I don't. Know. I mean, I get. It seemed uh, like he was like. It seemed like he was like vaguely. No, I made a ton of money in like three years, and I just cashed out. And I'm like, if I leave a normal lifestyle, I can live forever like yeah. this, and I won't have to ever work a day again. Yeah. He's pretty good at saving money. There's a yeah. joke that could be Gold- made Goldberg's here. kind is thrifty. Uh-huh. And by that, I mean wrestlers. Oh, I don't yeah. know what you guys were thinking. <laughs> but he said like blowing it all on cocaine or whatever. It just seems like he was... <laughs> that like, is a good point. Yeah. He was just he like... die in a hotel. Yeah, he's just like, what if, what if I just, you know, I get a house... I'll I get buy a, some motorcycles, invest yeah. in some bonds and... Oh, yeah, yeah, I just like I just peace out, and then like eight years later, they go, "Do you want to show up for you know quarter million dollars?" Yeah. Sure. Well, and also he didn't have terrible divorces that took all his money. <laughs> yeah. as well. He did just appear in uh, WWE 2K14. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. that yeah. was the precursor to Lesnar returning when he but, appeared. Uh, in WWE. But what of Gilbert? 
don't know. We should move on. Yes. So after that was the first title match of the night, John Cena versus Del Rio. Mm-hmm. Which also was probably awful. Yeah. That was all holes because I get the idea that it was surgery arm on Cena and yeah. he's trying to do that, but it there was no pacing to it. Like you said that too, Henry. That yeah. There were just too many Watch rest it. holds. Just well, it's like the, lock, mom, the moment the, the match starts, they're in holds. And it's like, mm-hmm. you guys just got here. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. They got to a better pace by the end. And Cena was pulling out some moves he rarely uses. Yeah. So that was cool. But. Like but, what, a tornado DDT? And... Yeah, the tornado DDT. And then also like the weird like uh, lift into neck breaker in the yeah. air. Like that yeah, was yeah. cool. But and but it's like he'll, he'll just like loaf around for eight minutes. Yeah. And then finally. Decide, decided to wrestle in the last but yeah that that thing we were talking about with which is all those people behind him in a row had all the Cena suck signs that was pretty like strategically cool. lined up so there's anytime there's a close up shot of anyone in the ring there's a wall of Cena sucks yeah. but then when he won like he looks at them and just holds the belt so, like, up he and knelt. hits on one knee yeah, yeah. So they would be visible. So, yeah, they would be above his head. Yeah, so that like the camera, any photos being taken, you could tell like he knows they're there and he's just doing it to like yeah. mug with them. He is a funny guy and a smart guy. Like he can yeah. be. That's what makes me sad is when he shows those flashes of like being cool or being interesting, mm-hmm. and then he like immediately steps back and they're like, no, 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 I'm I'm just Superman, guys. I'm boring. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm yeah. just a Boy Scout who wins all the time. The end. I did kind of like the Alberto reversals, like too. How every time Cena was trying to get momentum going, there was a lot of those where it yeah. was just back to back, and I was like, "Yeah, that was okay." But then it is telling that like this pay per view was in Boston, mm-hmm. which is basically his hometown. Yeah, and that was the best. That's a, basically the best reaction he can get, <laughs> unless he fights on like a military base, which he will do. Yeah, for the holiday, yeah tribute to the troops that yeah. love him. Military the most. base in Boston. Yeah. Well, because I don't think pro wrestlers at the. At the <laughs> There's always going to be uh, wrestling nerds like me at those at live events, mm-hmm. but when they when we play the army, I just don't think there's a lot of army guys who are like, "I've been watching Ring of Honor for ten years, <laughs> waiting for this guy to move up." Like, <laughs> I'm sick of John Cena. Like, no, I'm on the WrestleZone.com forums. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry, Harvey. <laughs> well, my little brother's a huge nerd. He spends all kinds of time on the internet, so I'm certain that there's a Wrestle Zone private out there somewhere. <laughs> you know what I don't get about the army is that they that they want. Here we go. <laughs> no, that they, they. Well, there was a big deal with these new consoles being launched. They're like, oh, we got to get the consoles in so we can play Call of Duty and Battlefield. I'm like, you fucking there? Like, why do you want to live that shit? Why don't you at least want to play like a space game or something? Like. Something abstract. Like, why do you want to know, play why you ask him? Modern Warfare? I just <laughs> why, why, would you ask, why would you ask the three of us? <laughs> I don't know. I was wondering if you guys had theories. Why do you want to play mm. an anime game where you date little girls? Because I can't do that in real life. If all I was doing was chasing little girls in real life, which is my dream, then I wouldn't have to, you know... What? Wait, what? <laughs> Uh, I would assume, because I feel like some of them have spoke on this, where they're just like, it's just, it's still escapism. Yeah, it's not, it's uh, not real. Yeah, it's still like, I mean, and then there were other people that I've read that were were like, yeah, I I lived through that. I got shot at and like duck behind, you know, the corner of something as bullets flew over my head. I don't want to go play a game that I'm doing that because it just reminds me how I almost got killed. Uh So I get that. It just depends person to person. And I guess where you're stationed too, because if you're stationed in a hot zone, I might not want to go relax that way, but if I'm stationed in some cushy place and like, oh, that base in uh, Japan that's just generally kind of mm-hmm. like hanging out and, you know, we're not in imminent danger 
Yeah, I'll play some I Call heard of Duty. that's the place to buy next gen systems. Is at the at the bases in Japan. Oh yeah, on well, Xbox. Time to enlist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of internet, uh, the next match was CM Punk and Daniel Bryan versus the Wyatt family. The that beard and the best. Eric, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. That's their names. I like yes. this one. Yeah. 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 We were able to make plenty of internet jokes at the expense of Bray Wyatt. <laughs> yes. Yep. Who is uh, Reddit's favorite wrestler, I think we determined, <laughs> just during the course of that match. Uh, you know, he's got a he's got his Hawaiian shirt on, his beard, he's got his fedora, yeah. uh, trying to sell you Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a Pax Enforcer gone rogue. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I like that uh, they that Daniel Bryan and and CM Punk, who were both just been shoved out of the world title scene. Yeah. At least they're working together, like, and they get to combine their star power to be a dominant tag team. Like, I like yeah. that. At least, at least they're finding something to do with them. And of course, then they can split and wrestle against each other at some yeah. point. So. I mean, yeah, like next to the traditional Survivor Series match that started the night. It was probably the the best match mm-hmm. of the night. Though, I, boy, CM Punk has trouble. Like his GTS against guys over six five is he has yes. trouble with him. Yeah, yeah. he the, does his best, but and his elbow smash is like it's fifty uh. percent of the time it looks like garbage. <laughs> and he's even said like I don't do it well, and sometimes yeah. I'll do it worse just to like piss off the fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I love that about him. But then Randy Orton, or Randy Orton, Randy Savage, like, was yeah. just surgical with those elbow drops. Yeah, like, man. Oh, God, perfect. it was like last week on Facebook, somebody just like randomly in the feed posts, oh, this. remember the best promo he ever cut? Is that like 1989, him yelling at Hogan with the giant goggles on? And he's <laughs> wow, just, yeah. Said you love Elizabeth, yes. and just that that whole thing. And I, you know, <laughs> they I, recreated it in WWE 2K14. What? In like weird polygons. Yeah, oh. I mean, it was the sound effect, but it was him just moving the same way and everything. Oh wow! Uh, but I don't know. It just every like once a like, once every few months, I'll watch it and almost cry, <laughs> just knowing that like man, this man, he just he believed what, what he said. He believed mm-hmm. like in that moment in time, he would fight a man. Like yes. for for pretend defending him, it was like that didn't happen. <laughs> so I and heard... then it, then it cuts to Hogan's like rebuttal, uh-huh. and it was just like it was like this is Hogan at his best, which was not any like normally yeah. when you see Hogan his best, like okay that's fine, especially in, like the early mid eighties or whatever. It's like yeah, it can totally work, but then with Macho Man back to back with him, it's like yeah, Macho Man, I'm genuinely either scared or really <laughs> excited by, and then Hogan it just looks like trying to pacify everyone it was weird like i I love you like a brother i love everyone like a brother (laughs) i liked when he was in a comedy mood he was like john cena in that way where he could joke around and stuff that was you know the the rumors why randy orton wasn't put in the hall of fame while he was alive you mean randy savage Savage. i'm sorry (laughs) the reason why Uh, randy savage wasn't put in the hall of fame while he was alive it there was one gross rumor that said that he had slept with stephanie mcmahon while she was underage which I haven't heard any corroboration on. But apparently one thing that really pissed off McMahon when he left for WCW yeah. was he took Slim Jims with him. Oh, wow. Slim Jims was a big moneymaker for WWF. But that's, that's the cash cow product of yeah, the wrestling world. exactly. So then Savage... You might say that Vince McMahon snapped into a frenzy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah. That, so, really, it wasn't about underage sex. It was about Slim Jims. <laughs> That, that's that's what, the takeaway. That, that's something a businessman would be more upset by. Yeah. Was, oh, you slept with my underage daughters? I'm pretty upset by that. You, what? You're costing me my Slim Jim endorsement? <laughs> Unacceptable. You're fired. You're fired. All right. Uh, 
So moving on to uh, the main event with oh. uh, Slim Jim, Big Show. Also, can we briefly talk about how Wait. disgusting that guy's beard is? Uh, the redheaded yes. Guy, the so that guy. was Eric Rowan, I believe. Yeah. It it does take something to have the most disgusting beard out of a match that has Daniel Bryan, who's like traded on the fact that he has a giant semi-disgusting beard <laughs> luke harper is wrestling in uh like a dirty wife beater wife beater jeans with holes in them but eric rowan wearing the mechanic, mechanic yeah. yeah mechanic overall and the, the yeah by far the most unkempt beard in all of like, wwe the, the wispy mustache over the oh, mouth collecting God. saliva yeah, it was the sweat. long mustache too that was gross. yeah like you can see him breathing and he's like breathing like you know an old cartoon <laughs> character <who> goes <laughs> <laughs> and like their mustache flaps as he breathes them out. Uh, it just sucks for him that he has to live that gimmick all the time. That I was thinking about that during the match. Yeah, like so Daniel Bryan can like tie his hair up and like he can like make his facial hair somewhat presentable and I even yeah, his tag team partner can do the same, but being a completely bald guy with facial hair that goes like way beyond like your mouth. Yeah. How can you walk around in an airport like that without be everyone staring yeah. at you? I've been in airports where I just see like one guy who I'm like, hey, is he a pro wrestler? Whoa, where does he? <laughs> where would I know him from? And yeah. just because it's a tall guy, I saw Kofi Kingston once in a, it was a Tampa airport, I believe it was. Did he? F- uh, cool story, right? Did he kick you in the face? <laughs> no, he's no, fr- he's friendly. Him. He's the All friendly right. guy. That's true. Uh, so moving on to the main event. Randy Orton versus The Big Show. <sighs> it was everything we wanted it to be and more. <laughs> Big Show is slow and boring. He is. And, like, Randy Orton, bless him, he tried his best, but there were certain spots that the Big Show just, like, completely blew. Yep. Well, it could have been, a like, an awesome highlight reel forever kind of shot of him doing a top rope DDT to the Big Show. Literally the only reason that, like, the Big Show even started that two-minute, like, Climb. progression of, like, <laughs> I'm going to be on the top rope. What happens next? You're gonna, I'm going to be DDT'd. Except I can't keep my own fat feet on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just had to keep his feet up there. Yeah. I wonder if he if he just intentionally pulled them down because he didn't want to take the DDT that hard. Like, I, but yeah, it was just so he's just so slow yeah. and fat and boring. This is, this is like the one pay per view over the entire course of the year. Fingers crossed that he will main event. Like, yes. if he can make it impressive and do things like being DDT'd from the top rope. Uh-huh. then that would maybe mean an opportunity later on down the line. But I feel like he was definitely like lagging throughout the entire match. I can't yes. remember any spot that was like, wow, the Big Show's really pulling it out. Even his choke slam sucked. Oh, his choke slam was awful. It was just like up, slam down. Like, yeah. didn't even lift him up. It was like, Randy Orton, throw yourself down and my hand will be near you. Yeah. <laughs> hop. It was also hop. like just the idea that he gets a title fight for nothing. Absolutely. Well, yeah, the storyline was that he sued the WWE because he was unjustly fired right. and in order to avoid the lawsuit I, wwe said okay right you can get this i'm in the shot. context of like doing matches where it was like yes no, i have earned this no it's no. just here have this and he and then lose it yeah and it was the most like smackdown ending for a pay-per-view uh-huh. like literally someone's well they did that we thought we uh postulated beforehand like will there be a montreal reference and it was sort of a montreal finish montreal ish no it wasn't because it was just it was literally came out he got distracted by a song yes Yes. (gasps) and they they're like hey i'm gonna punch you next 
Oh, yeah. he just got caught in the fucking also, RKO. Yeah, his him doing his like punch move outside the yeah. ring over a barrier and with like the bad camera angle, and it was like, yeah. wow, that was it. Great. Oh, and then you got the punt as the ending. Oh, yeah. Randy's punt, but then but then too. the camera angle they broadcast was like, yeah, that didn't hit him. Like, yeah. there's not even amb- yeah. ambiguous. Like, yeah, you didn't hit him. Yep, and then pinned. I, I guess if we hated the big show, that we should be happy with the ending that he was immediately supplanted by John Cena. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. he lost, didn't get a comeback or anything, and John Cena just comes out like, yeah, I'm John Cena. I'm here now, the real challenger. Hey. Yeah. yeah. So, and I mean, yeah. the annoying thing is that it probably won't pay off for a while. Like, it, it, yeah. if we just knew that there was a, a mercy killing, like, <laughs> all right, these two will fight each other next month. One of them will be the supreme champion, and then everyone else who's good can have a good fight together. Big yeller. Yeah. <laughs> Except no, they're gonna drag this out. Well, until they need a major. So they need are, a major thing for Mania Thirty. Are yeah. we on the road to WrestleMania? Yeah. Well, is this sort of what happened? Where, like, where do I? Is there an exit anytime? That there was uh, Survivor. See, Survivor Series 2011. Okay. Exit to the danger zone. <laughs> Cruising. Yeah. At Survivor Series 2011, they had. Um, uh, the Rock and Cena tag, yeah. and that sort of built yeah, the road to point. WrestleMania. And uh, last year's Survivor Series didn't have that. It just mm-hmm. had what was it? CM Punk Gosh. beat somebody with the Shield's help. He beat, yeah, yeah. The the Shield debut to help him beat Ryback. But yeah, I think uh, I think this is the start to the road to WrestleMania unification match. Like they don't need the WHC that much anymore. Yeah. Like. Just to have one belt, then, as I have dreamed, the IC title can actually be the second level title again. Mm. Henry and his nightcap dreaming. But they've they've never so blatantly had one champion show yeah. up with the uh, and the other to go like mine's better. No, mine is like the, yeah. is, that have the, the is that the equivalent of like when WCW had the television belt or whatever? No, no, no. They've never had that they, is what I think the U.S. and Intercontinental title are at this point, is yes. the WCW television title. Well, what's the like, one that Randy Orton just got, this WWE? WWE title. What does, that, what does that mean? It's That's the granddaddy of WWE titles. That's the one that Hulk Hogan defended at WrestleMania three. You yeah. know, that, so there's that plus a heavyweight? Then there's, okay, so then WCW had the World Heavyweight Championship, okay. or it was the WCW Championship, <laughs> yeah. the big old belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got bought... Yes, and but the oh, WCW okay. champion came in, and then those matches got those titles got unified, right? But uh, then came the brand split. Originally, in the brand split, the WWE champion would just be on both shows and defending against somebody on each show. That lasted about six months till they were like, "No, we need a title for both shows." So then, Eric Bischoff just pulled out the old gold belt and said, "I think Triple H should be the champ." Hands the belt to Triple yeah. H. And Triple H became the first world heavyweight <laughs> champion. Mm. The most obvious Triple H move ever. Yes. Like, just give me the title. <laughs> I should be that. the guy. I mean, yeah. and so, yeah, so for a decade now, they've been separate titles, treated somewhat equally yeah. for a time. But now the brand split is basically dead. Yeah. Like, and, and now it's WrestleMania 30, bring them back together. Mm. That's what I say. Yes. But do you think their match is like worthy of WrestleMania 30? Well, who knows who will... Well, John Cena well, will be holding the belt, but who knows who will be holding the other belt? I would say it would have to be him just because they're, like, putting them next to each other. That's what they're, That's the like, video package they'll be yeah. using in three months. Yeah. Gosh, that's going to be fun. It would be nice if it was... Yeah, 
fuck. Those two fight all the time. They fought yeah. so many times. That's why I'm like, it doesn't seem like for WrestleMania 30, it just doesn't seem like... If that's supposed to be the close to a decade of like, yeah. these two guys have defined that decade of, yeah. of WWE more than anyone. That's, so That's true. So. That is like having, in a sad way, Rock Austin. Like it is. Yeah. Right. If they can just give them like Boy, six it's, months. It's yeah. right up there too. Yeah. Give them six months to like, hey, can you guys do something in a match together that's fun? Yeah. yeah. Let's figure it out. Yeah. Just have yep. the road agents just plot out a great match. You have to buy a strap match? By the way, I loved how they brought Kane on to that pay-per-view. <laughs> Literally <laughs> just to stand in between two people. And frown. Just nod. Yeah. Looking shorter than ever. Yes. yes. Yeah, I was convinced he was standing on a negative box. <laughs> they dug a hole behind <laughs> yes. him. Uh, yeah, well, I can't believe he forgave Triple H for all the Katie Vick stuff he did, and yep. it's not working for him. How dare he? He's going to transition back to Isaac Yankum, and I'm right there with him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anywho, uh, that does it for the first half of this episode. We'll be back with some anniversary-ish stuff. Bye. Three ain't enough, man. I Welcome to the break for the Cheap Podcast for the anniversary slash Thanksgiving slash Survivor Series slash 17th episode. As I have been doing lately with the break, thought I would go over what, what happened the next night on Raw. A little odd with um, Michael Strahan, I think his name is. I don't know, I grew up in New York, don't expect me to know the names of the New York Giants. That really made the whole episode weird. Weird overtone with the Miz and his somewhat heel turn that's not really working. As we uh, predicted at the end of Survivor Series and was made fairly obvious, TLC will be a champion versus champion match. Even though it is the two most predictable people in that match, I think that properly motivated Cena and Orton can put on a good match. And I think there's no bigger motivation than unifying the titles after a decade or so somewhat high hopes for that match. I think that they'll have to really fill out the card with some unexpected stuff, and I don't see a lot of the feuds moving in new directions, which is a little worrisome. I mean, I like the Rhodes brothers, but they can only fight with the Shield so much, so, you know, hope for some changes there, you know, maybe see Roman Reigns elevated a little. Big E get a good opponent. It could be good. I always look at wrestling glasses as half full, so uh, hopefully the rest of the card will fare pretty well. TLC is the final pay-per-view of the year. It is near the holidays, so hopefully the WWE doesn't half-ass it. Beyond that, the rest of the Laser Time Network, there's a Mystery Science Theater episode of Laser Time that's up. I've never actually seen the show, but listening to that made me really want to check it out. There's also a This Is Why You're Fat episode uh, that I took part in. Good way to feel not so bad about your gluttony is to listen to Fast Food, Awfulness, Cape Crisis, uh, Hank's comic book podcast, uh, VG Empire, Brett's uh, video game music podcast, uh, Killer Instinct was the most recent episode, and um, it's one of the top launch games for Xbox One, so it should be cool to check out, uh, Video Game Apocalypse. 
I've been on a few of those recently in light of the Xbox One launch, the Thanksgiving episode just recently posted. I've been on a couple dozen podcasts at this point, and that was probably one of the funniest entire shows I've ever done. So really, really recommend that one. I recommend everything, but I recommend that one most of all. Rate and review us on iTunes and subscribe. Use those Amazon links on Laser Time Network. Donate if you can. Buy a t-shirt if you can. Of course, if you donate, you will get S.H.I.E.L.D. commentary tracks through the end of uh, November. So get on that, and I will get on with the rest of the show. Now back to Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. It's a second segment. All right. I will uh, cut after the gigantic cough. Welcome back to the second segment of the Cheap Popcast. So this is our one-year anniversary, and Yay. I think the one uh, defining trait of Cheap Popcast is that we are usually at our most drunk. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've seen comments to that extent in uh, the comment thread following our episodes. Uh, on no, laser, they, 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 on lasertimepodcast.com. Yes. But they say that we're usually at our most jovial and dumb. How dare you, number one? What do you think? I think the reasoning for that is that we've been drinking all through the pay-per-view, but they haven't been... Other times on podcasts when we're most drunk, it's the third podcast recorded in the day, and so we're also kind of grumpy and tired of talking to each other. And I think, yeah, that might help because... Shut up, Henry. (laughs) (laughs) Because, yeah, any cheap podcast usually takes place... Not this one, mind you, but most others are... Sorry, um, I'm just throwing up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little, but I'm good. But yeah, it's usually like a laser time or two, then, then a yeah. wrestling pay per view that takes up two hours, three hours of our time, where we're drinking. Then we go eat pizza. Yeah, we didn't do that this time, so we're really breaking tradition. Yeah. So I'm a little bit worried, but all generally adds up to us kind of talking about other and shit randomly. Eight hour and like day. the rat tree outside right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you mean ring rat rats? There is a rat tree. Do you guys oh, know what it? ring rats are? Ooh. Uh, this is a good topic. They're basically, they're... Uh, like ring What's rates? the thing they say about the, the women who sleep groupies? with... Groupies? Groupies, yeah. They're yeah. wrestling groupies. And so... Yeah. Ring rats. Though, man, I bet... Well, I wonder who would get laid. Nah, ra- uh, uh, a big-time rock star would get laid just as much as a, as a pro yeah. wrestler, I would think. I did see, so during uh, SummerSlam that we were at, I saw a girl hanging out in our hotel lobby, uh-huh. and she had a t-shirt that said, I'm a Dean Ambrose girl. Mm. And she was like, oh, like on a good day at six. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. We, will he go for it? <laughs> well, He's got an entire weekend to figure it out. On his way to the hotel, he might not have got any better offers. And so she's like the last stop, like, hey, if right. you're single yeah. now, I'm here. It's yeah. like, 
Well, it's better than not being uh, having sex. So and I Dave put I'll on be. his black tech vest and his Dean Ambrose mask. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you were there. <laughs> what was the? Uh, <laughs> well, I remember Jay uh, Jake Snake Roberts in the at uh, wrestling documentary Beyond the Mat. He's talking about all the people, all the women he fucked on the road, and he just said like that it went. He went so far that he was like, "How can you even look at your wife again? Wow. Like you've just." You've done everything possible with a number, dozens of women. Well, believe it or not, he will show up again in this segment because uh, in honor of our one-year anniversary, I have found a few clips that represent wrestling at its drunkest. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Which is, I thought there would be more, but I found a a clip here and there. (laughs) So this one, there aren't that many, like, sanctioned drunk clips. Like, Mm. I thought, oh, maybe I can find Hawk being drunk. <laughs> well, that Road was storyline. Yeah, so too. like <laughs> when people are storyline drunk, they don't do mm-hmm. the, like the normal like drunk slurring speech. Yeah. Because you can easily construe that as a wrestler being actually drunk and then oh no, wait, wrestlers get drunk all the time. And he was mocking his real substance abuse yes. at the time. That well, may he... have killed him. I can't remember. May. Yes. <laughs> so here's a rare instance of actual sanctioned drunkenness. This is uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and JBL having a beer drinking contest. Whoa. And this is a little bit of heel heat as a result of making fun of beer. But You drank all that beer today, right? You can hear the what's. Wait, I have 25 beers here. I have 25 beers there. I went across the river to Canada to get some really good beer because you can't get it here. Damn. Nice. Like Rolling Rock. <laughs> Old Latrobe. So don't, don't talk about Old Latrobe. You and I have. We got Canadian beer. Uh. Yeah. You didn't bring American beer? No, I uh. went across the river and got me some Canadian beer where they play real hockey. Wow. He just. He. Oh, cheap. Really cheap twist heat. the knife in there. <laughs> He's. He shut. Where are they? Milwaukee? Uh, Buffalo? Can, even Canada can't stand their own beer. They were so angry. <laughs> I have to. It's got to be somewhere northeast because no one would care about hockey anywhere else in America. Like if he said, like if he came here at a at a show in Cow Palace, he's like, "Your San Jose Sharks can't even win." Like people go, "Like yeah, who? That's true." Or yeah, yeah, like who? What? <laughs> There's still technically an expansion in my mind, but so there's that. There's like. There were some WCW things with Scott Hall where they... <laughs> yeah, I remember Ooh, some boy. of those. So he was actually drunk. Yeah, so they would still... The it was still this weird territory where like wrestling organizations would play off the fact that one of their athletes was an alcoholic mm-hmm. by doing a storyline where he's an alcoholic. But it doesn't really translate well to audio. But uh-huh. those are our weird things that it's... I heard a funny Kevin Nash story he told, and uh, I've, I've watched. I've been watching a lot of shoot interviews on YouTube, nice, nice. which I, I, I declined from using those because those are like literally well, opportunities say, where. Uh, uh, say, what's the drunkest you've been while serving them drinks during their interview? Yeah, or also, well, yeah. So in the same video where I saw Kevin Nash tell a story about how he was able to ditch a pound of hash before the <laughs> London police found him, wow. that he. It was him backstage with Scott Hall, and they were both stupid drunk. Like, Nash was also a drunk, too, but he just, next to Scott Hall, he was right. not as bad. Torquad opened a beer with. <laughs> <laughs> well, so they were walking backstage, and some manager dude was saying to him, like, you're drunk, you're drunk right now. And this was, 
apparently at like their spring break show that they did every year where people were like in the rafters above them and stuff. He's like, I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk at all. Let me prove it. And before he like said, let me prove it. Some kid above them dropped their like beer cup mm-hmm. and he Nash just grabbed it out of the air. Just like perfect. Wow. And he's like, see, not drunk. Sip. And he's like, <laughs> all right, you win this time. Nash, Nash walks away like, man, I'm so fucking drunk. <laughs> So moving on to, um, I think, one of the more famous drunk moments. Mm-hmm. It's actually immortalized in the opening of um, <laughs> a Botchamania. Uh-huh. This is Jake Roberts. Oh, dear. His interview for, I believe it was, uh, actually, before I even get into that, the, the pay-per-view that this was a part of. One of the worst yeah. ever, isn't it? Uh, Legends of Wrestling, I believe it. So, yeah, he was taking on Jim Nyhart. And I believe earlier in the night it was Yokozuna versus someone else. Yokozuna had over 600 pounds in a mobile. Oh, and that beard too? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and his <laughs> shitty beard. Couldn't even clean up it. Like, just shave better, guy. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. So this was a 1999 pay-per-view called Heroes of Wrestling. That was Main cool. event was J- Jim Nyhart and King Kong Bundy against Jake Roberts and Yokozuna. And from what I hear, that it was, it was literally just Jim Nyhart. And Yokozuna, because everyone else was incapacitated. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, the entire pay-per-view. Jimmy Snuka versus uh, Bob Orton, Randy Orton's dad. Mm -hmm. Just Abdullah the Butcher and One Man Gang. Fought to a double count-out, surprisingly. (laughs) Shocking. Bushwhackers beat the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov. This was 99? Yeah. So the Bush, Holy wow. The Bushwhackers who have never had a good match ever. Ever. And the Iron Sheik who... At that point was almost immobile. Yeah. I'd so say. like I think, what was it, like two or three years later it was WrestleMania where he, oh, yeah, won, he had to win. He, he won a battle royal because he was literally the only person who could not take a bump over the top rope. His legs would have exploded if he did it. So, so. wait, this is 99? Yes. Wasn't this Attitude Era? It yeah, was. It was. That's why they were able to do it. Because, like, but it, that's wrestling the lineup? Was, it, was at its height. Well, this isn't a WWF event. Oh. These were every, some promoter was just like, well, I could put on a pay-per-view. I'll just hire oh, all these old guys. Okay, I get it. That's I why it. it was also I total see. trash. I see. Yeah, so this was like a year or two after Jake Roberts had had his WWE comeback and the he Baptist, had lost, dude. yeah, and he had lost to um, Stone Cold, who like basically drunk shamed him, like yes. talking about how he was trying to be religious, but he was still like a huge drunk. And then he mm-hmm. left, and then he did this pay per view where he did this interview where he revealed that he was in fact drunk. Everybody says, "Well, gosh, the casino should gamble." Let me tell you something, Hamble. You don't want to play cards with me because I'll cheat. Okay. I cheat. You want to play 21? I got 22. Yes. You want to play blackjack? I got two of those, too. You want to play aces and eights? Maybe I got too many of those, too. Bottom line is this. You do not gamble with me. The only time you should gamble is this. Listen to me. You want to the casino. And you want to gamble. The main thing is you should realize this. To gamble, you must accept losing i don't accept losing and i feel bad because he's he's genuinely back on the road to recovery like him and scott hall thanks to ddp yoga yes clean him up so like you watch them now they're like genuinely like real good they're both sober i wish they were drunk again (laughs) yeah no he's he lost a ton of weight like he's looking better than he has in decades yeah how did the ddp yoga thing come about 
Uh, like when did this like yoga? Like when did this start? I think that, uh, yeah. five years ago or so. I'd yeah, say. I mean, like when he was leaving WWE, he mm. was like he had like a self help gimmick. Yes, and I think that was probably like, oh, look at DDP in the locker room, always trying to be like conscious of his own body and health. Look at that uh-huh. a hole. Let's make him a a hole on the screen and do that stupid stuff. And I yeah, like he now he does that. Now he does like yoga DVDs and and stuff like that. And he actually helps guys who are. Drunk wrestlers. Partially as promotion for himself. Yeah, but, but he literally like lets them into his own home for yeah. months on months on end. He's been fixing uh, them. I just like how it's yeah. built as like it's not your mom's yoga or something. DDP, and, and it's like Well, I enjoy my mom's yoga. Thank uh-huh. you very much. She yeah. is uh DDP uh, Kegels. Yes. <laughs> mm. Pelvic floor. I wonder how good Kimberly <laughs> is still looking these days. She was she was the hottest nitro girl. Kimberly, right. DDP's wife. What about Billy Parted? Um, I remember some of them. There was Whisper, who was a Sean, who became Shawn Michaels' wife. Oh, and right. Made him a super hardcore Christian. Yeah, so I guess she saved his life in that way. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to avoid like promos and shoot interviews. This isn't quite a shoot interview, so I felt like I could include it. But this is the Sandman from ECW, hmm. who kind of uh, traded in being a drunk guy. Like literally, before he would, Stone Cold, he was yeah, drinking in the ring. He was the guy who would smash beer bu- or beer cans on his head and mm-hmm. had like a head wound as a result of <laughs> yes. it. He That's couldn't wrestle for shit. Yeah, but the people <laughs> loved him. Well, he would also smoke. He would smoke yes. and drink, and then hit people with a Singapore cane. Yes, yes. Mm. that was it. There was that one promo where he talks to his mom on the cell phone. Yeah. Or the I wouldn't even call that a promo. Okay. Just him fucking up, <laughs> fucking with an indie wrestler. Wow. That was good. So I don't know if it's on that level, but this is him. This is just him doing a promo for some website. And I will say the website's name is actually a bit too difficult. Uh, <laughs> it, like I wouldn't ever visit it because it's way too convoluted. But here it is. You want to get hardcore? You want to get extreme? You want to do it on it? You want to get hardcore? You want to get extreme? You want to do it on XMV.com? No, you do God, fuck <laughs> You want to get extreme? You want to do it on XMV? Fucking God. He's getting closer to the top of that hill. <laughs> you want to get hardcore? You want to get extreme? You want to do it on xmvd.nodq.com. xmvd.nodq.com. You want to get hardcore? You want to get extreme? He's going to get it. You want to do it on xmvd.nodq.com. Yes. You hear cars in the background. They just stop him on the street. Like, hey, here's, yes. here's 50 bucks. Say the shit. Like, yeah, all right. Still reminds me of <laughs> XMVNoDQ.com. Like, come That's on. That's a lot. Yeah. I like when he, uh, you could hear him slip into his Philly accent a yeah. couple times there. What's that, dear? <laughs> that Philly. When they did that uh, years ago at Radar, when we had that. I was gonna bring the million dollar <laughs> man. Yeah. Uh, well, no. no, it was like when we was, there was a diva. There was the Elijah Ashley. experience, oh, and yes. uh, one of the other dudes. Um, you want to see me whoop Justin Leaper's ass? I forgot. God, I, I, can't remember I don't think any of those people either. are wrestling anymore. Yeah. But uh, like, it took them all. So a couple of them were good, but then 
the a- Ashley girl, like she kept yeah. doing like WWE.com or WWE.gamesradar.com. And it's like, no, it's WWE. <laughs> Plus, you don't have to say that part. Just say yeah. Games Radar. And it's just like, what is it? Game Raiders? Game Raiders? Sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, but then the other guy was great because we have all this B-roll of, I can't remember who it was. It was Elijah Experience. Uh, uh, some I don't I wasn't there. Just it, incredible. Because it wasn't him, but it was this other guy. But it was just funny because you would see him like the, the B-roll is just like him like off camera looking. So what's the name of the site? And just like a normal face, normal like I'm a businessman <laughs> talking like, so what is it? Games Radar? And what's your name? Got it. And he looks at the camera and like eyebrows immediately go up and his you could watch like frame by frame like Ralph's heartbreaking style. Like <laughs> you could go frame by frame in the thing like he's a human being and this frame he's a professional wrestler. Like you can see him turn it on like that and it's actually like, wow, that's actually really cool. He became like right before your eyes you could see this transformation. Happen. That is probably the opposite of all these people acting <laughs> drunkenly and us doing this podcast drunkenly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, the uh, Nikolai Volkov was in that match you mentioned earlier. And uh-huh. did we, we did everybody here watch the uh, oh yes the match yeah. in the gym without a ring where he wrestled some dude? Someone sent it to us on Twitter. It's a classic oh, wrestling wow. match. Yeah, it's like uh, it's him fighting another guy and there's no ring and they're just <laughs> fighting on a gym mat and there's like twenty people just staring sadly at Nikolai Volkov, who's probably how old now? High bits. Pushing 60, Push. early 60s. Yeah. yeah, and it's just them clubbing each other around yeah. the head and shoulders. I remember him in like the <laughs> mid-90s. He was part of the Million Dollar Man's corporation. So like the Million Dollar Man would wear like a jacket that had a dollar sign on it, but Nikolai Volkov was like his poor slave. So he would come out in like a, a T-shirt that was too tight and it would have a scent sign. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, poor Nikolai. He came out in a barrel. Yeah. With straps on it. <laughs> we got to uh, Shane and I got a promo for the Million Dollar Man once. Yeah, for talk, radar, talk radar, classic yeah. talk radar. Needed to um, laugh. It was yeah. cool, but he was a not like I don't. I think he was one of those few sober wrestlers where like his only his vice. He would say that this is. He also became a hardcore hardcore morning and Christian. Yeah. But he said his vice was just the ladies. He was mm-hmm. just like he sinned sinned all the time with them, but he never. If you look at his body, like and I mean now and then, yeah. he was not a steroid guy. He yeah. he didn't care about being super buff, and he didn't do a ton of drugs. I bet everybody did cocaine back then. I but. I can't imagine not like yeah. like for I mean, real. Like yeah. not even being facetious. It's like I why wouldn't you? I'm pretty yeah. pretty fit. Everyone's having a great time. Everyone's making a ton of money. Let's have here's more the, fun. Here's a crazy hot drug. Okay, mm-hmm. just also, don't 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 do a pound of it tonight. I read I read a good argument for how why how tiring it must be to be a wrestler where they're like so imagine this like you you just took a four hour long flight you're in a different time zone you're super tired you go to bed in the in the strange hotel but you can't relax and get to sleep because everything is off now imagine that was every day and that before that you got slammed around a ring for 30 minutes yeah now try to sleep and live a normal life without any drugs or pills or anything. Like, yeah. I would think it'd be next to impossible. Well, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk mm-hmm. was wrong. Well, that's why you have the impact zone down there yeah. in Florida. That's yeah, they don't, they don't have to move anywhere. Yeah. That is the benefit. Mm-hmm. That's why Kurt Angle has been able to go there while still... He just got out of rehab. He he was out of TNA for a little while. Why would he, he even need any substance if he's in TNA and he doesn't have to move anywhere? <laughs> he, he just... Really suspect... <laughs> I don't get it. So to cap off uh, the drunken revelry, this is one that Henry, you and I were actually there to. Uh, oh boy! Observe. The it's the thing that cost Jr. his job. Yes, 
Actually, let me start by playing uh, this clip from, it was the WWE 2K14 Symposium, I think they called it. And it was uh, basically a bunch of... 30 years of WrestleMania. 30 years of WrestleMania Symposium. It had like uh, Stone Cold and Daniel Bryan and Rey Mysterio and Paul Heyman, a bunch of like... Dolph Ziggler, Mick Foley. Yes, a bunch of uh, important wrestlers, including one who was maybe a bit too drunk. Maybe. And uh, here is part of his chat. We had a classic. We stole it, brother. We stole, we stole it twice. We stole it at SummerSlam for WWE, and we stole it for that company, whatever it's called, TNA. Are you kidding me? Mick said, Mick said to me. That won't make the edit, by no, no, hey, hey, no, I, I don't care. Hey, hey, hey. Yo, he said to me. That's me clapping. Yeah, probably one of us. He said, because I kept, we were fighting like hell outside the ring. He said we're in, uh, we've gone dark, right? Yeah, what do you yeah, call it? Yeah. Commercial time? And I said... I, much like we're getting ready to do here. No, tell the story. No, tell the story. He said, who works through, <laughs> through, through the dark time? I said, man, when you get me going, I don't stop. He didn't, he didn't stop. <laughs> he never you, stopped. You watch this, uh, this stream. I think it's still on WWE's yeah. Twitch or WWE Games. Yeah, I did Twitch. go watch it out of fear of it being removed. Oh, it is, it is so amazing. It's, it's probably so the most hilarious hour of wrestling related stuff i've ever been a yeah. part of we were yeah, we were on the, the front row for it front fucking row <laughs> you next went, to wow. all our other smart mark fr- fans yes. alex navarro dan reichert yep uh rich from formerly of ign like yeah oh, and God. we were all we were laughing because uh, at least uh, i'm not gonna speak for you there's other people but i was laughing first not because, because he was drunk but no, more... i was laughing because those were funny stories yes and then secondly because I knew he shouldn't be telling them, and it was I. I could just imagine yeah. Vince came out before them, yeah, and so you can you know Vince is backstage, yeah, Vince is backstage, and so he must be just like fuming with rage. <laughs> He's just like, well, and then shut, oh, shut up, fucking Ric Flair, yeah, and then uh, the guy I keep forgetting his name on the mic, like Jim uh, Ross, Jim Ross, near like you know just hosting be, the thing, just yeah. going like. Uh, really got to move on, and then just when Ric Flair just wants to talk, it's like, what are you gonna do? Throw Ric Flair out? Like, <laughs> yeah, he just steamrolls him. He yeah. said that. That's why I thought it sucked. If the the rumors say it was because of that event, and they're like, Jr., you didn't keep Ric Flair in line. Like, what the fuck was he gonna do? Like, yeah. he, he told him they're like, we're about to go dark now. Let's keep it to soundbite guys. Like, he said that to him multiple times. Yeah. At some point, he either you either have to say you have to cause a real scene and tell. Yeah. Cut Ric Flair's mic. Yeah. Which, what the fuck? You can't do what, that. What is, like, yeah. What's the alternate timeline where they cut Ric Flair's mic and he's hammered? Yeah. Like, what yeah. do you think he does then? So, instead <laughs> He they... stands up and, like, drops his pants and just, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Yeah, so then instead, just him him and Heyman and all the rest are just, like, yeah. laughing at Flair. And Flair's... They're, Flair isn't getting the hint that he needs to shut up. Yeah. Like, yeah. even... Full, even uh, Stone Cold is like he's entertained by it. He's like, Rick, you got it, man. Yeah. Come on, we <laughs> uh, we're recording a podcast tomorrow. We got let's yeah, save yeah. some stuff here, Rick. Oh, uh, yeah. that's the other great thing is how often Stone Cold is like. <laughs> so I got this podcast I'm going to be on. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah, so on my podcast, I <laughs> we got it, we got it. You do a podcast. He was there for a very specific reason. Yes. Yeah. I wonder how much they got paid for those. I also just like seeing Rey Mysterio in a nice suit, but still with a mask. <laughs> yeah, but he he said three words that whole. Yeah, thing. Like, I thought that was like a precursor. Like he will be back at SummerSlam tomorrow, and it's like mm-hmm. no, he didn't literally appear, like come back until like a week before yeah. this pay per view that we just watched, and it's. 
Daniel Bryan yeah. had the best quote because then he said, "Like I don't even know what I'm doing up here. Yeah. Like, just, <laughs> I'm I, not loaded right now." Yeah, I also love that Mick Foley. Like he knew Flair was breaking the rules, but he also just he was palling around with. It. He was yeah. like, "Yeah, remember that story? I remember that story." Yeah. He tells a story that has no reason to be told of like. Harley Race making fun of Mr. Perfect when he was a kid. I was like, this has nothing to do. And also, like, Ric Flair just got to such depressed. Like, he was was flipping in and out of being sad drunk and happy drunk. Talking about his son. His his dead son. And then then also saying, like, yeah, it was a Mania with Savage and and Elizabeth and Perfect. We had a great, great match. And should have been the main event. Yeah, he's like, should have been the main event. Now I'm the only one left. Yeah, so, and he said that you could see everyone in the room like um, that was definitely uncomfortable. Uh, like, and then it also like he tells the dead kid story first. So like, yeah. how can you tell him to shut up after that? Yeah, like, it didn't make sense. Like, uh, but it was oh, so man. entertaining. I wish we'll never see anything like that again. And I think no. the two K people liked it. Like, I think yeah. they were. It, it was it. If that hadn't been so crazy, the next day's thing with Ultimate Warrior would have been the craziest thing. Because he comes out, the first thing Warrior does when he comes out, and that's his real name, Warrior. Yeah. His first thing coming out, he says, fuck! <laughs> they I told just, me not to say that. Yeah, they told me not to say that, but I just got to fucking say fuck right now, because I'm, I'm free. Like, he was, yeah. it was this whole just statement of, like, you can't tell me not to say something. Like, he probably would have never said fuck if yeah, they didn't yeah. tell him to. So, <laughs> does that dude do anything else, like... Because I only seen like he must once, have saved a lot of money too. I'm yeah. guessing. Like once every decade shows up and has the same hair and the same like general look as he did twenty mm-hmm. years ago. I think he's just a psycho who just cut off all ties with anybody. And, <laughs> like it he, seems like what does he do? He like bench presses trees in invested, the woods. Invested in a chain of Arby's. Yeah, so. <laughs> he is very active on his website. Yeah. I remember and Twitter. What's uh, on his website? If there's one thing that makes you a lot of money, it's being really active on your website. <laughs> well, I mean, he sells autographs and stuff, and yeah, I have a then um, says has Republican screeds. So, who owns Ultimate Warrior? WWE? No, they own. Owned, they he, own the Ultimate Warrior. He is Warrior. Yes. Okay. They own the Ultimate Warrior, and then, I mean, you know, 2K must have paid him a lot of money to be part of the game, yeah. like because or he does have a Legends contract, doesn't he? Yeah. Or, yeah, so like just the, like Hogan. So the very first WWE 2K14 press event I went to, uh, you got the, to interview him. Yeah, and the um, quote unquote swag that I got was a motivational art drawing by the <laughs> Ultimate Warrior. Oh, yeah, that's right. So it's like a drawing of him and uh, some inspirational quote by him, mm. and it looked really cool. And then I put it in my drawer the office and it's still there <laughs> uh inspiring ever... the dark for days yes <laughs> but he didn't need to drink he was just crazy he was not yeah. <laughs> that will do it for this episode number 17 of the cheap podcast the one year anniversary thanks guys for being on um, you're welcome to uh have a rick flair vibe I, I never would have guessed that i would have outlived all of you <laughs> <laughs> but here we are yes but i've we've been ghosts the whole time yes yes thanks everyone for being thanks you guys for listening thanks everyone for for listening over the last year and uh commiserating with us over the pay-per-views that have been not so good as well as celebrating the ones that have been good <laughs> uh, why don't you guys all say where you can be found okay uh, sure i'll go first i'm h-e-n-e-r-e-y-g <laughs> on twitter you can find me on the cape crisis comic book podcast on the laser time podcast network and you can also, uh, speaking of comic book related things, we have a uh, 
what's it? How'd you call it, Brett? Agents of Shield commentary tracks. Yes, Agents of Shield commentary tracks. Premium content. Give a little money to PayPal on Laser Time, and you can get yourself a commentary track to all the first five episodes of the Agents of Shield TV series. You can watch them with us. It's like we're in the room with you. <laughs> it's true. It's really exciting. The, all the information's on Laser Time podcast. Yeah. There, yeah. At Pseudo Bread, uh, you can find me in the club, bottle full of bug, uh, <laughs> having sex, signing to making love. <laughs> and you, sir? Uh, Brelston on Twitter. Uh, I do the VG Empire uh, video game music podcast, um, sort of on Laser Time Network. It's its its own URL. It's in a junk. It's in association with. It's its own <laughs> URL, vgempire.com. Um, again, it's a podcast about game music. Uh, we just did a month of Final Fantasy stuff. The most recent one, as of this recording, was all about Killer Instinct. Nice. Um, we've done a lot of shows about all kinds of stuff. Zelda, Streets of Rage, Shinobi stuff. Uh, and a coming. wrestling episode. And a wrestling episode around WrestleMania. So we covered a lot of, uh, of classic wrestling games. Back yes, we, we got all those attitude uh, noises with the... I'm going to rip you, tear you a new ass. And literally like three <laughs> clips just so farting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. wow, I forgot about those. <laughs> I'm at Dave Rudden and... Uh, you can click on laser time links to Amazon and you should do that. I am actually a part of, uh, you mentioned before Dan Reichert. He did a book called former baseball player sucks at crowdfunding, a time travel adventure, (laughs) which is about, (laughs) about a baseball player fictional. And he time travels to a bunch of different places and gets to into various calamities. And I wrote a chapter of that book. Really? Yes. And, um, I don't know if I'm proud of it, but it's a thing oh, that I wrote, man. and you should check it out. It's that is it, awesome. It's ten bucks on Amazon, either print or digital, and yeah, buy that through Laser Time. We get a little. Dan Riker gets a little. Um, Amazon and I, gets most of it. Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> they're really making out on the deal. So yeah, support Amazon. Do that, <laughs> and uh, to uh, to close the episode as we do every month, choose the winner of the previous months. Uh, predictions thread and this one was uh from show me your kitties um, <laughs> who had uh he actually got every single prediction right for wow. lnsl and he chose the theme for a japanese wrestler named satoshi kojima mm. and brett you might be interested because he said this is very uh castlevania-esque oh interesting so i'm paying we... attention yes <laughs> watching perk up yes Thank you guys for listening. Here is Satoshi Kojima. He's holding three title belts in his uh, wow Excellent. preview image, which is he got one of those title belts from that ladder. <laughs> <laughs> And he's got scars on his face, which is uh, that's a source of shame for most uh, Japanese wrestlers. Uh. I like this. <laughs> yeah, this is uh Wow. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Alright. Thank you for no, no, playing it's... Fire Pro Wrestling G nineteen ninety seven. Wow, that's pretty great. And thank you for listening to G Popcast, everybody. Bye. Chow Yun-Fat plays UN Squadron. <laughs> <laughs>